Hi, everyone. This is Mr. V, and I want to welcome you to the third episode of the V Science Podcast. So it's been a good couple of weeks. We've had a couple of really good interviews with some of our students, and we're going to continue that today. Um, it is February 21st, 2020, and um, this week's podcast is going to be about the food industry and government roles in it. So this is from a couple of our students who did a podcast previously last month about the food industry and kind of where that's going and how it impacts the environment. Uh, but before we get to that interview, I want to take a second and just say thank you all for those of you who have listened in. Um, you know, we've had, uh, I've been able to keep track of where people are listening from and, you know, the majority come from the U.S. and Texas, um, here in our hometown in Mission and McAllen. Um, but there have been some listeners from other states, um, you know, Florida, Nebraska, California. Um, we even had a couple of international listeners this week. I had some people from, uh, Spain and Canada, uh, listening. So, uh, hopefully those were on purpose and not accidental. <laughs> But um, I want to say thank you for listening in, and we're going to keep on doing these interviews weekly uh, with our students and try to figure out uh, what is um, students' opinion and about these environmental topics and science topics um, and how everyday people can have an impact. So I want to say just thank you for listening in um, and putting up with my, uh, you know, soothing and deep voice, right? Because that's what it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do want to say I appreciate it and thank you very much. And so hopefully you'll enjoy this interview coming up about uh, the food industry. And um, it should be interesting. Thanks. Okay, so um, I'm here with uh, two of my students to talk about uh, the government roles in the food industry. So we'll start here and, and introduce yourself. My name is Andrea Guajardo. And I'm Frida Garcia Pelayo. Okay. And you had another group member, but she couldn't make it. She's doing robotics today, right? Yeah. Uh, that was Daniela Alanis. Yes. So um, my big question is always, um, why the food industry, right? We talked about a lot of environmental topics. You guys were in my APES class last year, so mm -hmm. we talked about tons of that. Um, and then this beginning of this semester, I wanted you to pick something kind of out of the box. So why the food industry? Because we hadn't really covered it in this class at the time that we picked the topic. I know we covered it afterwards, but before... We hadn't, and Frida and I were both in your apes class, and we remembered watching the documentary, Food Inc., mm -hmm. so we were interested in learning more about it. That's good. Okay. And so um, in your uh, podcast and in the stuff that I was looking at for your podcast, um, you mentioned that um, there's a bunch of these like multinational corporations in charge of our what we eat, right? Yes. Um, why is that a bad thing? Like, why would that... Shouldn't it be okay that fewer are in charge so it's easily handled, or what do you think? Well, it doesn't give opportunity to smaller farmers who want to, like, grow more sustainably, like, or be more ethical in with their animals. Um, it doesn't give them a chance to, like, prosper in the market. Mm. Okay. And so... Um, when we're talking about these, these corporations, uh, and we were talking about it before we started recording... Um, a lot of people are talking about GMOs, right? Um, can you tell us, like, what does that stand for and what's, what's the whole deal about labeling them? GMOs are genetically modified organisms and the corporations don't feel like labeling them because they're not necessarily harmful to us. They're more harmful towards the environment. But a lot of people still want to know that their foods aren't necessarily organic and, like, original. They've been modified 
but they are very common and a lot of like the foods that we know and like we eat every day like bananas for example like are completely like modified they're nothing like how they used to be and so Frida, like what do you think um we're talking about gmos right um can you tell me a little bit about like what's that process like either how it used to be or how it is now? so like back in like the olden days like mm -hmm. that just used to be like cross pollination pollination mm -hmm. or like where you just get like oh i see these features that these traits that i like in these fruits and like i see the traits in this plant also and i want to mix them together so i have like bigger sweeter fruit and that's basically what they're doing now but just rather than taking forever and like years to do it's just done in a lab so it's not necessarily like harmful to us as humans, but people still want to know that that's going on. Mm -hmm. So now they're actually like modifying the genes, right? It's yeah. not just selective breeding, right? Like we did with dogs or food. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, okay, this is the gene we want. Let's make that and put it in something else or yes. even just show that more, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so why do you think people want to get them labeled? Like, I mean, is it bad for us to have a GMO in, inside of us or to eat one? It's not bad. Like it hasn't been proven bad. But people still, they just want to know what they're eating because I think people don't know, like they see GMO and they're like genetically modified. They're like, this is going to harm me. Like the scientists are harming my fruit because people prefer food like organic without uh, without fertilizer. Like they want their, their fruit or their food to be as fresh as possible. So they hear genetically modified and they get scared, but they don't know that we've been doing this for long time now yeah, they, people hear genetic and they think like oh it's like modified in a lab it's not it, yeah this wasn't grown in the sun right it was yeah. some crazy scientist with you know uh an agenda or something right yeah and they don't realize that a lot of this is done for the plants to grow like healthier like for them to not for the plants to not get spoiled like when they're growing like it helps them with mm -hmm. like diseases and stuff mm -hmm. like it prevents like, that. Pests, like pests right yeah mm -hmm. okay and so you mentioned in your in your podcast a couple of laws, right? One was about the Food Modernization Act, and that was about sanitation, right? Yes. Yeah. And then the other one was the Conservation Stewardship Program, uh, and that one you said was voluntary. What, first of all, what is that program, and what's what's why is it voluntary? So the Conservation Stewardship Program, and it's that one's more like to keep the environment clean, mm -hmm. like anti pollution and stuff like that. So. It, that's, that's for farmers? Yes, this okay. is for farmers. It's sort of to, it was sort of an initiative for the government to like help, like for farmers to help the environment and not to cause as much pollution. But unlike the food modernization, which is like, if you don't have these strict uh, guidelines for health sanitation, then we're going to close you down and like very strict. Okay. Like this is like, oh, if you want to participate in it, that would be really nice. So why do you think that is? I mean... Obviously, we want our food to be safe. Like, that's not a crazy thing to ask. But how come we're not so, like, strict about, okay, well, let's grow our food so it doesn't hurt, harm the environment, too? Because, like, I think it, like, other than, like, political agendas, like, we want to go, like, the, like, we don't want to focus, like, oh, the environment's being harmed. Like, if we're getting sick and we're uh, dying, or not dying, but if we're getting, like, hospitalized for because our food is not sanitized, then that's when we're like, oh, this is, we need to prioritize this to make sure that we're not getting sick. But like the environment is like second thought, like an afterthought. Because it doesn't Be affect you personally. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, true. Because sometimes we don't look at it. Like 
I mean, how many of us really know or have seen a field where our strawberries grow, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so I can see that. Um, so um, a couple of things you guys mentioned besides some of the laws is um, that there's other laws or other things that that could be implemented. Like what other things do you think? Should, they, should they, Do they need to be passing new laws or just making laws we have tougher? Or how, What do you think? I think we should start slow and just toughen up the laws that we already have because they can really overwhelm a lot of farmers if we start bringing up a whole bunch of new laws. Mm -hmm. So just like making stricter, like the laws that we already have stricter and make, like making sure that people are actually following them. Like the Clean Air and Water yeah. Act, like those are like those are good laws that would help us, but like they need to be stricter on how we're enforcing those laws and like how farms like participate to that. Not just like, oh, don't empty out trash into a lake, but rather like different forms of pollution. It's true. Like I mean you, you mentioned in the in the podcast and in your work there that um, sometimes they don't they don't cover everything. Like they might say don't pollute with toxic waste. But is there a lot about fertilizers in there or, you know, the pesticides Plastics. that you, you know, wash off when it rains, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, with that, um, we also talk about, so we're talking food, right? Yeah. Uh, there's stuff you grow, but there's also livestock, right? Um, and of course, you hear it in the news all the time. People are like, you know, uh, cow farts are going to kill us. That's <laughs> uh, causing climate change, which is true. It's like 15 or 20 percent of the climate change gases are methane from farms and stuff like that. But what else besides that? Like I know climate change is always in the main, is the main problem we're always talking about, but there's kind of other reasons to clean up the way farming is done for livestock, right? There's like deforestation. Like for example, like all that tree cutting that was going out in Brazil, was it this past year? So that they can promote like the cattle industry. So yeah, there's the methane aspect that like cows add like methane into like the atmosphere, but not only that, but you're also cutting down trees along with that. So mm -hmm. you're harming, like you're taking yeah. away and then adding more bad to it. Yeah, and then what about like the waste too, right? Like, it's yeah. gotta go somewhere. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I mean, I can see that. Um, all right, uh, so here's here's my question, right? So we talk about the fast food, fast food industry, right? That's kind of where it all comes down to. A lot of these places are making food so that you know, McDonald's, Burger King, even Whataburger, places like that, um, they will have the same tasting burgers and everything like that. Um, but my question is, do you think that it's their job to worry about our health? Like, should CEOs of McDonald's and Burger King and other, even Chick-fil-A, right, should they really be worried about our health? Or is that a personal thing? What's, what's your opinion on that? I think that's more of a personal thing. Like these, like companies overall, like it's capitalism. Like they want, they just want to sell you something. But unfortunately we live in like, uh, like an environment which it's cheaper to buy the super fatty burger over like the vegetables and the greens. Mm -hmm. But like that should, so I understand that it's not like a personal choice. Like, oh, I like, I'm just going to choose to eat healthier now. But I do. I don't think that it they sh it should be their worries because it's not them. Like they just they're just trying to make easy money. It's their product. Like. Yeah. And that's where I, I I would say maybe the laws would come in, right? So yeah. I mean, if because you know you can have government subsidies. That's when the government decides. Well, we're going to pay these farmers or this group to make more, and that'll lower the price for the rest of us, right? So maybe if they change directions of those subsidies, right, to maybe the healthier stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. And then people would hopefully be influenced because you can't really tell people like they've tried that. You know, a few years back in New York City, there was the they called it the uh, the soda uh, tax. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Wait. Where if you got like extra large sodas, right, those really super tall ones, that they were going to charge you more, and there was going to supposed to change your behavior, and people did not react well to that, right? No. Um, <laughs> but now actually, we're finding out that like soda companies are not doing well. You know that. They're all trying to break into like those zero products or diet ones. So I think it's, do you think that people's opinions are, are changing or do you think they're just like, nah, I want it to taste good and be cheap? I think that like, like especially now, since everyone, I don't want to like sound rude, but like everyone wants to be so woke. Like they don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. they, yeah. It's like, oh, soda's bad for us and, like, the whole, like, cancer things. And, like, they're like, oh, we should probably start drinking, like, less soda and we should probably start focusing on less of that kind of stuff and just drink more water. Mm-hmm. And also, like, if it's, like, if a soda is more expensive than water, then people are just going to start drinking more water. Yeah. Um, okay. And so you guys took my, uh, my AP environmental class last year. We watched Food Inc. You mentioned that earlier. Um, and then you did some more research now with this podcast. So have you changed your eating habits or are you just like, "Mm, whatever, Uh, extra large drink. (laughs) I can never give up like tacos or like (laughs) red meat. Like Mm -hmm. I love it, but I do, I'm more conscious of it. Like I won't eat it three times a day. Like I won't eat meat three times a day. I'll try and eat like more greens. Mm -hmm. So like instead of eating it three times a day, I'll only eat it for dinner. Or, like, sometimes not at all during the day. So, like, that, I won't give it up. Like, I don't think I'll ever be able to give it up. But I have been limiting myself more. That's good. I'm afraid about you. Have you changed it? Or you're just like, nah, I like, I like deep fried stuff. It's too good. <laughs> no, my mom, she's very, like, like she is one of those that, like, very woke about things now. Wow. So, <laughs> she's trying to ease us into being vegetarian, but not too much. So, like, we'll mm. eat, like, red meat, like, once or twice a month. Ah, okay. See, that's good. And now, like, what would you say that's totally different direction here, but uh, I still want to ask. I was uh, I was on Twitter the other day, and it was it was funny because there was this picture of this guy, uh, his pantry, right? Oh, and the pantry yeah. was all, like, styrofoam plates and paper plates and, um, and uh, like, plastic forks and spoons. And it was like, forget this. I'm, not, I'm never doing dishes again. And... Um, other, this one person commented, and they were like, "You know, this is this makes me sad because I've been spending all my time reducing my carbon footprint." Um, and then there's people like this, and my response was, um, "Just because somebody else isn't doing it doesn't mean you shouldn't, right?" So I mean, what do you say to people who are like, that like they're the hardcore? You have to go green. You have to be vegan or vegetarian. You know, would you say you're not? Would you say you're still making an impact if you just do small things like eating meat a couple times a month or uh, deciding to not eat it every single meal? What would you say to people like that? I Like, well, it's because we also have to realize that it's not like, like major like pollution is mainly like big corporations. Mm -hmm. It's like industries, packaging. So we can do as much as we can, but that won't stop like pollution like the major like big chunks of pollution, like with the whole straw thing, like stop using plastic straws. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like that'll do like a little dent, but it won't change everything. Yeah. So you yourself doing it is like a good way to live by, but just be- just because someone else is doing it, like, yeah, it's wrong and like it sucks, 
but it's not like that's going to change the big industry that's actually like polluting like hardcore the environment i think that a lot of people choose not to like go green because they're like oh it's just me and no one else is doing it but when you have like a thousand people mm-hmm. that think that way then like that's just a thousand people who aren't helping the environment if they were to like change that one little habit it actually make a dent into mm-hmm. like helping yeah, and I think that's, I would say that's probably one of the things that people don't hear enough of. Like, there's not a lot of encouragement when you say, oh, I'm recycling now. Instead, people are like, yeah, but you're still doing this, you're still doing that, yeah. you're still being well, like this. Something. But, you know, it's a step in the right direction. That's what I'd say with food, too. You, know, you can have, like, they make uh, comments um, about, you know, doing like a meatless Monday or something like that. You know, even one day a week, that helps reduce it. Because if it's just me doing it, that's one thing. But if it's me and then, you know, another 2,000 or 10,000 people doing it, too, that makes a big impact. So, so I got to ask this. One of my, uh, in part of the assignment, I asked people to come up with questions that they would want to ask you for the other, you know, other members of the class. And one of the students, I don't remember who it was. They asked if uh, last year, I think, was it uh, you guys were in Peter Zach's class? Yeah. Right? Uh, oh. Mr. Peter Zach is our mm-hmm. U.S. history teacher, right? And uh, one of the books that you're supposed to read is The Jungle for that yeah. class, right? Um, yeah. Which has, yeah, you're supposed to. (laughs) So that's the question. So I got to ask Did you read The Jungle with Mr. Peter Zach? I sparked notes. Spark notes. I watched summary videos. (laughs) So summary videos. But we know what it's about. Okay, so we know what it is. So so that book is about what? It's like health hazards, like with the meat industry and like, was it Chicago? Work conditions. Mm -hmm. Work conditions. Yeah, because they had, you know, kids working in really bloody conditions, people getting their arms chopped up and stuff like that, right? So would you say that's that stuff that happened during the time of the jungle is as bad as how it is today? Like you see E. coli um, on your uh, lettuce or salmonella and your peanut butter and stuff like that. You, would you say that conditions are way better or are we still dealing with the same problems in a different way? I think the same problems in a different way yeah. because now we don't have, there's not a lot of like unsafetyness in the workplace. Like while with the employees working at like the, like the food factories and stuff, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of like, they have to do recalls on food because there's diseases in it and mm-hmm. people shouldn't have to be worried about that when they go to the grocery store because it should already be clean. Like that's the job of the manufacturer, like the producer, mm-hmm. like that's their job to like prepare the food for you to buy. And Maybe like, so? yeah, like we're right. The problem with like both like then and now is like, we're trying to be like as fast as possible. Like, like as efficient but like over there they're like sense of like oh be as efficient like would get your arm cut off but now like your sense of like oh you have to be as fast and as efficient as possible like it, the sanitation isn't as good like it's still dirty so like it just instead of harming the worker then like now it's like harming like us who are like eating like the, the consumer, this, right? yeah the consumer mm-hmm. who's eating the unsanitized food. So now we've kind of like shifted it a little bit towards the other yeah. direction. So instead of yeah. being you know just get the food out and the worker be damned, right? Now it's more like get the food out, workers fine. You know if the food isn't great, whatever. Yeah, right? consumer be damned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So and then my last uh, couple questions here is I mentioned an article we were talking about it uh, a little bit ago was. Um, so Burger King's been real big on their Impossible Burger, right? I myself have not tried it, so I can't claim yeah, if it tastes it. like meat or not. Um, but one of the things that a lot of people say is that it really does taste like meat. And um, one of the reasons why is because it's a genetically modified food. It's all plant-based, but they've taken and they've made this 
uh, what's called heme or hem. Yeah, I think it's heme. Uh, but it's like the same stuff that's in hemoglobin, right? So it's making it taste like it's bloody, so to speak. But it's really not bloody. It's still plant-based. And that's what makes it taste burger-like. Because if you've ever cooked a burger, right, it comes out kind of juicy. And then the uh, blood or uh, the heme ends up caramelizing around it. And that's why burgers taste the way they do. Um, well, this Impossible Burger does that. But in order to achieve this, the Impossible Food Company, they... Um, they made a um, uh, plant-based heme that's genetically modified. Like the article says, they put the gene into some yeast, and the yeast made it, and now they put that into the burger meat, and a lot of people are unhappy. So what would you say about that? Like, Do you think it's, it's good that they're doing that and people are eating less meat, or is it, oh, it's still genetically modified. It's probably not a good thing. Um, I have a question. Is yeah. the meat, like, is it still meat and then they add, like, the heme? No, no, it's it's all plant-based. So it's, it's like a plant-based plant burger. So there's no meat in it at all. So it's vegetarian. But it's vegetarian and it does have that genetically modified stuff. But it's supposed to be animal-like, but not from animals at all. I think, like, it, it goes back to the thing where, like, people are scared of GMOs and, like, these, like, my meat isn't real meat. And they get, like, like they get so scared by it. So, like, in that way, I don't think that people should be scared or people should be like, oh, I'm never going to eat it just because it's plant-based and it's mm -hmm. not real meat. But, it's but like, in environmental consequences, I don't really, like, it's the, like, some land is still going to have to be, like, cut down in order to, like, produce the vegetation for that meat. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, it still sucks as much. Not as much, but it still sucks. Yeah. And, I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just wonder because, like, I that's been my, when I was, researching this topic and where we whenever I teach it my my big deal is always you know people like, like to let the perfect be the enemy of the good which mm -hmm. is where you know if you're not perfect then you're you're a bad person you're doing this the wrong mm -hmm. way and you know I would before all this before I reading this reading this article I was thinking oh well that's that's great you know plant-based stuff people eating less meat but then you get this stuff about genetically modified foods and it makes you wonder like how do you communicate that to people you know um, what would you guys say? Like, do you think there's a way we could maybe communicate to people that genetically modified is not going to harm you? I think, like, it's sort of like how, how you would have to take, like, an environmental science class or, like, how you have to have, like, someone try to teach you. But, like, if those people are, the like, the same demographic or watching the same news sources or, like, hanging around the same communities and getting all their, like, information from the same outlets – they're just going to keep hearing the same, like, oh, no, scary GMOs. Mm -hmm. So, like, it would have to be, like, this big, like, it would have to be a big funded, like, let's say it was government, like, hey, guys, GMOs aren't bad. Please yeah. listen. Yeah. Just, like, inform the people that, like, mm -hmm. it's not yeah. bad. That's true. I, mean, I, mean, I think if, you, if um, people open up to new opinions, they'll, they'll probably learn something, you know? And for, like, the companies to be honest about it, like, not try and hide it. So like that way, like people know what they're eating, like that it's vegetarian. Like maybe maybe they'll be happy because now they're not eating meat and now they're like being vegetarian. Yeah, and you know that's one thing I will say that they haven't claimed it's healthier for you, but it's supposed to be at least healthier for the planet. So yeah, that's, that's one step in the right direction, I think. But I mean, that's 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 one of the things that you have to kind of communicate to people. Yeah. So the last thing, uh, what I like to do to wrap things up is I want to hear a little bit about you guys. So. Um, you guys are seniors here at SA3, right? You're now 
uh, how many months away? It's right March, like, April, May. Three. Like, three and a half months from getting your associates and then uh, getting your high school diploma in that order, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so what do you want to do afterwards? Like, where, first of all, two-part two question. Where are you going to go? And then long-term, what job do you all want? So we'll start with, with you, Andrea. Well, I plan on attending AM University in College Station mm. next fall. Gonna gig them, right? Yes. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. There you go. Um, I want to study economics, and then hopefully, I'm not sure yet, but the plan is to go to either law school or business school afterwards to get a master's or a degree in law. That's cool. Yeah. And what, what kind of law do you want to study? I was between corporate law, but last night I had to do a project and I learned a lot about immigration. Oh, like nice. immigration lawyers, and I'm really like it interested in me a lot. So that's cool. I'm between that. <laughs> okay. The freedom about you. What do you where do you want to go, and then what do you want to do? I'm going to St. Mary's University, awesome. and then I'm gonna study. Wait, that's San Antonio, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna study political science, peace studies, which is kind mm -hmm. of like international law, mm -hmm. and it's sort of afterwards. I want to be a. I want to go to law school, and I want to be a business lawyer. But then, like after business, like after do I, I do corporate law? That's when I would like to do more like, is it ambassador or like not mm -hmm. necessarily an ambassador, but do more like international work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like international relations. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming in and taking some time out and revisiting this stuff. So I appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Okay, so that was my interview with a couple of my students about the government rules in the food industry. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, next week we'll be back with another episode. This one will be, again, environmental-based, which will be about um, water bottles and their many issues with them. So the um, links to the students' previous podcast will be in the description, as well as the link to that article we spoke about at the end. Um, so thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, please make sure you like and share this podcast. And if you can, please leave a rating as well. I'd really like to know uh, what you all think. Thank you. <laughs>